Thakur ki jai. Prem Shikaho Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Dvaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaur Bhaktivinoda ki jai. Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gaur Gopinashana Kunda Radha Kunda Giri Govardhana ki jai. Vrindavan Dhamma ki jai. Mathura Dhamma ki jai. Abhiji Mayapur Dhamma ki jai. Jagannath Puri Dhamma ki jai. Gangamaya Juna Devi ki jai. Bhakti Devi ki jai. Tosi Maharani ki jai. Samaveta Bhaktivinoda ki jai. Gaur Premanande, all glorious to the assembled devotees, all glorious to the assembled devotees, all glorious to the assembled devotees, all glorious to Sri Guru and Gauranga, all glorious to Sri Prabhupada. Gauravani Pachani Nivasesa Sanyani Paskatani Satani Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Uta Padapamam Shri Guruin Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ravanatam Bitam Sam Sajanivam Sadvaitam Sadvadutam Parijana Sahita Krishna Chaitanya Deva Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Ravanatam Shri Vishatam Bitamscha Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya September 17, 2009 in Moscow. And so we're going to read. We're going to look at two sections from the Bhagavad Gita. Give me a minute to find the other section. So one of them is chapter 3, text 30. And the other is 1857. I'm going to read a few verses. always lets you know what's most important. Some teachers don't do that. Some teachers have you guess what's going to be on the exam. And they think if they do that, then you'll study everything. Did you ever have a teacher like that? They just said everything is important. And then you had this much to study. And you never knew what was going to be on the exam. Did you have teachers like that? But a really good teacher says to you, this is essential. This is helpful. And this is just interesting. And gives you a good idea about what's actually going to be on the exam. Now we see that Krishna is such a good teacher. Now one of the ways that a teacher lets you know what's most important is repetition. And the point that we're going to look at tonight 
is about following our own nature. This is a point that is often misunderstood. When we hear surrender to Krishna, we often think that means become like a machine. Just become like a computer. Krishna just pushes the keys and we just respond. We lose our will. And sometimes people even think that if I'm really surrendered, it means I'll do something that's not my nature. Sometimes people think that if I use my nature in Krishna's service, that must mean that it's my own personal sense gratification. And people get very confused. How do I know if it's for me and how do I know if it's for Krishna? So this is a very important point to understand. Now not only does Krishna repeat it, but one of the times he says it is right at the end of Bhagavad Gita. At the end of Bhagavad Gita, he's summarizing all of his instructions. A good teacher also summarizes. And a good teacher also knows that people are most likely to remember the last thing that they heard. So therefore, they put their most important instructions at the end. And we may be surprised to learn what Krishna is teaching us about our own nature. So we're going to first read some verses from chapter 3. I'm just going to read the translations. We're starting with text 30. I'll read the whole translation, then you can say it in Russian? Yes, I read it. Okay. Therefore, O Arjuna, surrendering all your works unto me, with mind intent on me, and without desire for gain, and free from egoism and lethargy, fight. Поэтому, О Арджуна, посвяти мне все свои действия и познай меня до конца. Отбрось стремление к личной выгоде, и отказавшись от всяких собственных притязаний, one who executes his duties according to my injunctions and who follows his teaching faithfully without envy becomes free from the bondage of fruitive actions. But those who, out of envy, disregard these teachings and do not practice them regularly are to be considered bereft of all knowledge, befooled and doomed to ignorance and bondage. Even a man of knowledge acts according to his own nature, for everyone follows his nature. What can repression accomplish? Даже ученый человек поступает сообразно своей природе, ибо все существа вынуждены действовать в соответствии с качествами, которыми их наделили три гуны. Так какой же смысл подавлять свою природу? Attraction and repulsion for sense objects are felt by embodied beings, but one should not fall under the control of senses and sense objects, because they are stumbling blocks on the path of self-realization. Привязанность и неприязнь, возникающие в результате взаимодействия чувств с объектами восприятия, можно научиться регулировать, соблюдая определенные правила. Не следует идти на поводу привязанности и неприязни, ибо они являются препятствиями духовного пути. It is far better to discharge one's prescribed duties, even though they may be faulty, than another's duties. 
Destruction in the course of performing one's own duty is better than engaging in another duties, for to follow another's path is dangerous. Гораздо лучше выполнять собственные обязанности, пусть даже несовершенным образом, чем безукоризненно выполнять чужие. Лучше погибнуть, исполняя свой долг, чем пытаться исполнить чужой, ибо этот путь чрезвычайно опасен. Right, now we're going to switch over to the 18th chapter. А теперь мы перейдем к 18 главе. And we'll hear how Krishna is making the same points. И сейчас мы увидим, что Кришна говорит о том же. In all activities just depend upon me and work always under my protection. In such devotional service be fully conscious of me. If you become conscious of me, you will pass over all the obstacles of conditional life by my grace. If, however, you do not work in such consciousness, but act through false ego, not hearing me, you will be lost. Всегда думай обо мне, и моей милостью преодолеешь все препятствия в условленной жизни. Если же ты будешь действовать, побуждая ложным эго, не слушая моих указаний, и не памятуя обо мне, то потеряешь себя. If you do not act according to my direction and do not fight, then you will be falsely directed. By your nature, you will have to be engaged in warfare. Если же ты не выполнишь моей воли и не вступишь в сражение, то выберешь неверный путь. Твоя природа все равно заставит тебя сражаться. Under illusion you are now declining to act according to my direction, but compelled by your own nature you will act all the same, O son of Kunti. Под влиянием иллюзии ты отказываешься сейчас действовать по моему приказу, но твоя собственная природа все равно заставит тебя действовать точно так же, O son of Kunti. And who can tell me what are the main points that Krishna was making in these two sections? Do you run Conditional, that we are conditional. Okay. What else? Что еще? Ну, он говорит, что нужно делать согласно, заниматься деятельностью согласно своей природе. That we should do according to our nature. Okay, we should do according to our nature. What else? Он говорит, что надо всегда помнить о нем. Когда совершаешь свои действия. Что бы мы ни делали, всегда нам надо помнить о Кришне. А еще что? Он еще сказал, чтобы он посоветовал Арджуне познать его до конца. Um, realize himself to the end, realize his nature. I'm not quite sure what you mean, if you could explain that. Вы могли бы вы объяснить подробнее, что вы имеете в виду? В самом начале стихи уж читали, он мне говорит, там, предайся что-то, если хочешь познать меня до конца. Кришна says, if you want to know me, just surrender me. If you want to know me, surrender to me. Some other points that we heard. What happens if you're conscious of Krishna in your work? What, will, what benefit will you get? Release from our karma. Yes, that's true. Was that in these verses though? I don't think so. Maybe indirectly. Always in the sources, it was a point how we can uh, make a perfection in our Perfection, you will attain perfection. 
Okay, yeah, I guess you're right about karma. The word is karma. Okay. You're right. Okay. It wasn't in the translation, but it's in the Sanskrit. Thank you. And what happens if you're envious and you don't follow? Nothing good. Okay. You lose your knowledge. You become fooled. And you're doomed to bondage. Let's see what he says over here. If you follow, you'll pass over all the obstacles of conditional life. That's 1858. If you follow, you'll, you'll pass over all the obstacles, and if you don't follow, you'll be lost. So Krishna is saying, act according to your own nature. And he says, if you follow somebody else's nature, that will be dangerous. He says, it's not a matter of doing your nature or not doing your nature. You will definitely do your nature. He said, you will do it either for me or you will do it out of false ego. And if you do it for me, then you'll be free from your karma, you'll be free from all your obstacles. And if you do for yourself, then you'll be lost and you'll lose all of your knowledge. Now, right after this, at the end, is when Krishna says, Sarva Dharma Krishna just surrender to me. You're looking for it? 86. Give up all religion and just surrender. So when Krishna says surrender, would he mean give up your nature? So, Maya and Krishna does not mean whether you're doing your nature or not. That is a false idea. Because Krishna is saying you cannot give up your nature. What do we mean by nature? Any ideas? What does Krishna mean? Yes. Okay. Your situation in the three modes. But I thought Krishna told Arjuna to transcend the three modes of nature. Everyone has his own qualities. Mm. So how can you put those two things together? Because you're right. Spiritual qualities, but I don't think Krishna is talking about spiritual qualities. Because spiritual qualities means are you in the spiritual world? Are you a cow? Or are you a gopi? Because spiritual qualities mean are you in the spiritual world? Are you a cow? Are you a gopi? 
So that's not the instruction being given here. So I want to know how do we balance these two instructions? Arjuna был в шатре, он должен был выполнять свой And Krishna is also telling Arjuna transcend the modes of material nature. He's servant of Krishna. Okay, but servant of Krishna can you can do so many services for Krishna. Think of these two things. That nature means the nature you have under the three modes, and the Krishna is also saying to transcend the modes. Put those two things together. There's not just one right answer. Prabhupada said we should examine every verse from many, many different points of view. Yes, you have some idea? You have to act according to our nature. But uh, do it for Krishna. In order to overcome this material world, uh, we do not have to be attached to the, uh, the results. Okay. So you're saying that we act in our nature, but because we do it for Krishna, we're not trying to enjoy the results. Is that what you were saying? Okay. Some more thoughts? Okay. Our talents are given by Krishna. How does that relate to transcending the modes and yet your nature is coming from the modes? Very nice analogy. Actually, this is explained also in the Bhagavad Gita. That when the offering, it, when everything is spiritualized, when the person making the offering, the offering, it all becomes spiritual. And then the modes that you are in don't affect you anymore. So we could think of it just like a vehicle. Suppose one person has a bicycle. Another person has a car. Another person has an airplane. So they're all going to the festival. They're all going to Krishna's service. But they have to go differently because the vehicle is different. The vehicle operates differently. So if they are using the bicycle to go to a nightclub and they are using the bicycle to go to Krishna, one is in the modes and one is transcending the modes. But if you're on the bicycle and you think, 
Oh, an airplane is much better. I am going to pretend that my bicycle was an airplane. That will not work. Но если я еду на велосипеде и думаю, что вот на самолете было бы лучше, и притворюсь, как будто этот велосипед является самолетом, то это не сработает. Если вы попробуете полететь на велосипеде, ну вы просто упадете. The bicycle will follow its own nature. You cannot force it to be something else. So it's the same with this body that we have. We have a particular body and mind because of the modes that we cultivated in other lifetimes. И все это результат uh, нашей кармы, которую мы культивировали в прошлой жизни. We, we У нас есть определенные желания. И об этом говорится в 13 главе. That all the senses are grouped around the mind. Что все чувства, они находятся вокруг нашего ума. Actually, our mind is made up of thoughts and desires. И наш ум состоит из наших желаний, наших мыслей. It has substance. It, it, it has form. The mind has form. Just like some people can see a ghost. The ghost is just mind. And when they see a ghost, usually it looks like the form that that person had in their life. И когда они видят этих духов, они видят ту форму, которую человек имел в прошлой жизни. И это тело, оно соответствует нашему уму. Exactly like you have some clothing, and the clothing fits on your body. Тоже как вот одежда, она подходит нашему телу. Exactly like that. Так же и здесь. So this particular body that we have. Вот это вот тело определенное, которое мы имеем, It fits on our mind. оно соответствует нашему уму. And as our minds change in this life, и когда наш ум меняется в этой жизни, мы получаем тело, которое соответствует нашему измененному уму. Like you see, even in this life, someone is thinking about their dog, and they start to look like their dog. Ну, мы можем увидеть в этой жизни те, которые как бы любят своих собак, они становятся уже похожими на собак сами. So just like if you want to get a vehicle, например, если вы хотите вот поехать на каком-то, you get a vehicle according to your desires. Вот, то вы выберете это транспортное средство согласно своим желаниям. Of course, not only desires. И, конечно, не только согласно нашим желаниям. What else determines what vehicle you can get? А какое еще должно быть условие для того, чтобы вот приобрести это транспортное средство? Opportunity. Opportunity. And yes, what did you say? Money. Rubles. How many rubles you have in your pocket? Сколько рублей у вас в кармане? So we get this body according to our desire and our actions what we can afford. Some of us were able to afford a Rolls-Royce body. And some of us got a beat-up bicycle. Some people got a 747 airplane. So whatever body we got, We're stuck for this life. And we also have a certain psychology. And that's also not going to change in this life. You can artificially try to change it. Just like sometimes people dye their hair. Dye. They, they put color in their hair. But it always looks fake. Ну, как-то это выглядит искусственно немножко. Is it? You can always tell, oh, this person made 
colored their hair. And then the real color shows. You have to keep doing. So if we pretend that we have another nature, it doesn't work very well. It's very artificial. And, you know, a bicycle can't fly in the sky. So, please do not make the mistake that spiritual life means I have to have a particular kind of material nature. That is a big waste of your energy. Or some people think my nature is perfect for spiritual life. And then they are critical of others. Now, that is also a waste of energy. I can give you a very simple example. Some people are very cautious. They're very careful. They like to take a long, long time to make a decision. They don't like to change things. Whatever way they've been doing it, they want to keep doing it that way. They don't like a lot of surprises. They like to have a routine. And there's another kind of person. They are high-risk takers. They like excitement. Challenge. Change. Excitement. They like surprises. They even like doing things that are a little dangerous. Okay, let's first take the risk-taker person. Suppose you have a risk-taker nature and you're in the mode of ignorance. What kind of things will you do? Against the law. Okay. <laughs> the person who is in routine, uh, he will We'll wait for that person. Just wait. Wait for the routine person. Let's start with the risk take person. So, so save. Save. Okay, a criminal. What else? More? He will seek new feelings. Well, every day all do, but in, in, in ignorance. He will go to fight. Um, war may not be ignorance. Depends on the nature of the war. He will take intoxication. Yes, he will take intoxication. Intoxication is very risky. So commit crimes, take intoxication. Gambling. What else will a risk taker do in the mode of ignorance? Illicit sex. That's very dangerous. Maybe drive too fast on the road. Okay. What will a risk-taker person do in the mode of passion? Okay, maybe starting a very risky business. Now, playing the stock market, borrowing a lot of money to start a business. What else would a risk taker do in the mode of passion? 
Gambling business, maybe. Gambling is ignorance. Так, ну, азартные игры это больше к невежеству. Он будет что-нибудь постоянно строить, строить, делать что-то. Дети за кожей кожей. He will act, act, act on the end. Hmm? Just he will act and do something all the time. Always Without active. Stopping, yes. Well, but all those all they're all going to be very active. Traveling or jumping with a parachute. Jumping with a parachute. Okay. Also, a person who's a risk taker in the mode of passion will fight a war in order to get fame and honor. They'll join the military so they can get medals. If they jump with the parachute, it will probably be for some medal also. Okay. What about a risk taker in the mode of goodness? To preach in unusual places. Preach is not goodness. Preach is Krishna consciousness. He will do some asceritis. Very serious, very severe asceritis. Asceritis for what purpose? Give me something specific. What did she say? Mystics. He will not attach to the results of his. Give me something specific. A risk taker in the mode of goodness. What will they do? Give me something very give me more specific. No, that's Krishna. That's higher. No, that's the cautious person. A risk taker in the mode of goodness. Yes! Good. Thank you. So, a risk taker in the mode of goodness, they'll go to some war zone to help the people. And they don't care about their own name and fame. Or they will uh, put a mortgage on their house to give the money to charity. They'll work in the hospital to save people when there's a contagious disease. Alright? A risk taker in Krishna consciousness. Sankirtana in Russia in 1983. In Muslim countries. Yes, a preacher in Muslim countries. Or just a traveling preacher who doesn't know what city they are going to be in tomorrow. They don't know what house they will stay at, they don't know what city they will be in. Okay. 
Now let's take the cautious person. Okay, cautious person in the mode of ignorance. He will see that uh, everyone is making some intrigues against him. Against him, okay. Imagined enemies. What kind of things does he do, though? What, a cautious person in mode of ignorance, what does he do? You may say he never gets out of bed. No. <laughs> Maybe he sleeps and then he, he watches TV. He sleeps and watches TV, okay? He probably watches the same shows over and over again. News. He drinks the same beer every day, doesn't try different is working for one company, one plant. Yes. Now it depends what the company is. If the if it's a tobacco company, then he's just he's just working for that that's in the mode of ignorance. He's just working for the tobacco company whole life. Ну, допустим, такой человек может работать на табачной фабрике и может проработать на ней всю жизнь. And if his friends say this is nasty business, he says, no, this is my job. They say this tobacco is not nice, nasty, you understand nasty? Yes. And he says, no, this is what I do. Okay, cautious person in the mode of passion. Probably saves a lot of money for his family. Some more cautious person in the mode of passion. Okay, tries to plan out his whole life. As such a person may be very steady in some good work for society, but he's doing it for name and fame. So a person may work for some charity or some religious organization, and they're always there on time, but they want their name on the wall. Такой человек, он может даже делать что-то благотворительное, какие-то пожертвования, и работать на благотворительную организацию, но делать это только ради славы. So they may be there at work on time every day. Он может приходить на работу каждый день вовремя. But they're doing it, their, their reason for doing it is their prestige or their family or their security. Но причина этого является просто его престиж, чтобы... Okay, a cautious person in the mode of goodness. But will he read new books? The same books. Same books. Not new books. This careful person. Maybe, maybe a scientist or teacher. Might be a scientist or teacher, but probably not in a dangerous place. In, in, he'll get a job that's very safe. It's not going to have any risk and maybe work as a scientist or a teacher. 
doing the same job every day. We may give regularly to charity. Now, the person in the mode of passion will give to charity also. But the motive is different. So someone who's cautious, they are probably giving to the same charity all the time. They will tend to want to live in the same place. Okay, what about now in Krishna consciousness, a cautious person? Pujari. Yes, a Pujari. There is one Pujari in London. I think he's been there 35 years. Only three times he has been off the temple property. Only three times has he gone off the temple property. He does not even go into town. 35 years, maybe more. And he has been doing the same service every day for more than 30 years. Okay. Does the cautious person have to become a risk taker? In order That's an awfully long translation. Uh, it's because, you know, in, in English you can say only one word and uh, there is no uh, synonym in uh -huh. Russian. You know, it just you need three words or four words. This is difficult, you know, sometimes. <laughs> Does the risk taker need to become cautious? So sometimes we think like this. If I am a naturally cautious person, I may mistake my nature for spirituality. I may think, if you want to be Krishna conscious, you have to be very steady like me. I read in the books, you're supposed to be steady. And then I think everybody should stay in the same temple for 50 years and do the same service every day. Or maybe I find naturally a risk taker. I think everybody should go preach in the Muslim countries. I may try to make everybody like me. I may be using a material standard to judge spiritual advancement. Or sometimes I may think the other person's nature is superior. I might think, oh, I'm very cautious. I need to become a risk taker if I'm going to be Krishna conscious. Or I'm a risk taker. I need to become very cautious if I'm going to be cautious. And you could find so many slokas to support this idea. But Krishna is saying very clearly. What you have, you have. It is not who we are eternally. It is just our present vehicle. In other lives, we had so many other natures. Just like being in a drama. 
Ну, как будто мы вот спектакль играем. We put on different costumes, different makeup. У нас разные костюмы, разный грим. And you assume different personas, different characters. И мы просто играем разные роли. None of them are you. И мы не являемся вот этими. So all these natures we try on in this world. Мы уже перепробовали все эти природы. None of them are us. But whatever I have this life, I have. We should not waste our energy trying to change our nature. What does Krishna say to change? Your consciousness. Your motive. Your goal. Where are you going to go with your vehicle? And why are you going to go there? Where and why? That is what should be changed. So we put our energy there. With each of us, our nature has some good and some bad. Krishna says everything in this world has some fault. Just like every vehicle has some fault. And there's no one kind of vehicle that can do everything. No, a bicycle cannot fly. And you can't take an airplane on small trails in the woods. So first one has to be honest. What kind of nature do I have? There is no point in pretending. Everybody else knows what kind of nature we have. Потому что все остальные знают, какая у нас природа. And Krishna knows. И Кришна знает. And it's not important. И это не так важно, на самом деле. It just doesn't matter. Не имеет значения. One nature isn't better than another. Одна, ну, природа, она не может быть одна лучше другой. Each nature has its good points and its weak points. У каждой природы есть какие-то хорошие стороны, плохие. Do you understand what is my nature? Do you know an easy way to understand what is your What gives you energy? What makes you feel alive? Or what makes you feel tired? And drained. So if you think of what kind of things when I do them, they give me energy in life. Then you have some idea of your nature. Then you accept this is what I have. This is the kind of car I purchased. Maybe now I like it, I don't like it. It doesn't matter. It's what I have. Use it for Krishna. Engage that nature for Krishna. Of course, sometimes there are emergency duties. Sometimes we have to act differently than our nature. Uh, but that should just be emergency. Just for a short amount of time. And when we're acting according to our nature for Krishna, Krishna tells us, think of me. And don't try to enjoy the results of what you're doing. Just enjoy doing it for me. Get your pleasure from the relationship. Don't take pride in your vehicle. Because to Krishna it's all equal. 
Потому что для Кришны все равно. The traveling preacher in the Muslim countries. Путешествующий проповедник в мусульманских странах. And the pujari who never leaves the temple. Или пуджари, которые никогда не выезжают из храма. Krishna does not see one as better than the other. He is seeing the love. He is seeing how much are you thinking about me. How much are you dedicating every minute to me? How much are you remembering that all of your abilities are given by me? How much is their love? And that is the perfection. And if one is acting like that, one gradually comes to see, I'm not this nature. I'm just using it for Krishna. Is that okay? And tomorrow, Krishna willing, we will speak about what is humility. Do we want it? Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> You're sure you want it? Okay. Of course you said. <laughs> Most people in this world do not want humility. Most people find humility very frightening. So we will look at what is humility? And you will tell us why you really want it. And we will look at what are our fears about humility. And maybe we'll be convinced, maybe the rest of us will be convinced that we want it. And then we'll see how to get it. We'll see how many people want it. Maybe only two people will come tomorrow. Oh, and then what are we doing tomorrow? Oh, yes, tomorrow morning for Bhagavatam class, we're going to look at the relationship between the Lord's desire and our free will. And I'm not sure yet what I'm talking about. Saturday morning, I haven't decided. And Sunday morning, we're going to talk about the fire of repentance. That's Prabhupada's words. The fire of repentance. How are you going to get that into Ruskinetum? Anybody want to help? What is repentance? And how do you say fire? Agunya Raskaina. Any questions on this topic about our nature? Um, if you give me uh, something for the computer, like a USB flash drive, I can make a copy. Yes. Uh, would you tell us how did you meet Prabhupada the first time? Okay. I first met Prabhupada more than one year after I joined the Hare Krishna movement. You could say I met Prabhupada many years before that, but it wasn't personal. 
Ну, конечно, до этого я видела его, но у меня не было личного общения. I heard a recording of Prabhupada chanting. Я слышала запись Джапашина Прабхупада. When I was 12. Когда мне было 12. But I didn't meet Prabhupada until I was 19. So I had moved in the ashram. And I got married. And I got initiated through the mail. I didn't even ask to get initiated. I didn't even know the temple president had recommended me. The devotee I married was already Brahmin initiated. So the temple president thought, well, of course she should get initiated too. So one day he just came to me and said, Prabhupada has accepted you as his disciple. Okay. Then that was in Chicago. And Prabhupada came for the Rathayatra the next summer. That would be July 74. I think it was July. And we went to the airport to pick up Srila Prabhupada. There were many devotees from many temples that come. And the, the driver of the van I was in was from another city. And he didn't know where to park at the airport. So I was at that time, I think, like five months pregnant, and I was moving a little slowly. So I was the last one to get off the van. And I used to distribute books at the airport there. So as I was getting off, the driver said, where do I park? So I stayed on and I directed all the vehicles, all the devotee vehicles. Then I had to take the drivers through the airport and I wasn't walking fast. So when we got to the gate, Prabhupada was just getting in the car. <laughs> so I was very upset. <laughs> but I thought, okay, that's service and separation. Then I didn't see Prabhupada till the next morning. And he came from his morning walk. He offered obeisances to the deities. Then he came to sit on his Vyasasana. And I was standing to Prabhupada's left. About as far as Bhakti Nana is sitting from me. Maybe a little close. And I was fanning Prabhupada with a peacock fan the whole class. And Prabhupada was talking about how there is many controllers. He said everyone is controlling something. He said, if a person has no family to control, then they get a dog. But if you keep going higher and higher, the supreme controller, that is Krishna. Then Prabhupada said how we are all trying to see God. He said we cannot even see the little piece of God. Said so just like when your father dies, you're crying, but you never really saw your father. He said, if you cannot see a little piece of God, how do you expect to see God? So I had been very excited about Prabhupada coming. 
Я очень была возбуждена тем, что Прабхупада пришел. But when I was standing next to the Vyasa son, я стояла рядом с I fanned him for the whole class. I was feeling two opposite things at the same time. I was very satisfied and very disappointed. Because hearing Prabhupada give the class was exactly the same experience as listening to a recording. То, что Прабхупада говорил, это я уже слышала в записи. I found no difference in the experience. То есть никакого различия я не обнаружила. So that made me very happy and very sad at the same time. То есть это может быть и одновременно счастьем, и горем. It made me very happy because I realized that Prabhupada had always been there. Это могло быть счастьем, потому что Прабхупада всегда там был. And very sad because I wanted it to be different. That was one of my evidences that you can definitely contact Srila Prabhupada through his books and his recordings. But anyway, I was desiring something more. So maybe three hours later, my father, my husband and I went into Prabhupada's room and then I got to experience Prabhupada as the individual. So then I got, I had both. I saw that Prabhupada was always there as the Acharya and yet to experience him as a person was only possible in his personal to experience him as an individual, that, that personal exchange. So I could tell you what happened in the room, but now it's late. So maybe I'll tell that another day. Actually, we have that. Um, if you've seen the films that Yadubar has made of Prabhupada. I tell that story on that film. So maybe I'll tell that tomorrow. That right? I'll tell the rest, of, the rest of my first meeting with Prabhupada's story. Alright.